I'm no longer making five recordings at once. I'm going to just keep it rolling until I decide I want to go with this. Used to, I'm getting smarter with my podcasts. The more I do it, the more I'm figuring out how to uh, maximize my time and make it better. Um, I d- so I just recorded for five minutes a while ago. Five minutes you're not going to hear. But in that five minutes, I mentioned that... Oh God, sorry. I was hair in my lip. Yeah, there we go. I mentioned that I I took Josh's joint that he left in my room. He doesn't know. Or he probably knows that it's here. But he can, you know, he can roll another one. And we're, I was talking about how I don't, you don't really see people smoking joints in, in Oregon or in states where it's legal. Well, obviously they smoke cones. I think that's what they're called. Cones, like pre-rolled joints. But no one, you don't ever see anyone rolling anymore because, you know, it's just, you don't have to. Texas, you had to roll if you wanted to smoke a bullet or a joint. I want to get my relatives high. I would I would love to have a conversation with a lot of my relatives on pot. I hope I hope you guys are listening right now. I want to get you high. It doesn't have to be really high. I just I would like I would like uh, I would like to make a family circle, and and everyone just passes a bowl and takes one hit. One hit of marijuana. That would be something to remember. Because I think most of my family is pretty aware that weed isn't really out to get you. You know? They know that alcohol is a bigger issue in America than weed is. And usually it's the illegal drugs that have more negative impacts because you're also applying the taboo aspect, the psychological aspect of you not being allowed to do something, so you want to do it more. I think that's a big reason illegal drugs cause more problems. But weed doesn't. It's, I think it's the most used substance, by, maybe behind alcohol. I think alcohol might be the first. But weed is definitely first or second. But, um, yeah, they know that weed is more or less harmless, and alcohol can kill you. So, I think a lot of things holding them back is either, you know, they lived for 50 years not trying it once. So, it'd be kind of strange to do it later on in life. But, why not? No, right? <laughs> I would definitely try something new in my 50s. And also, it's illegal. My family lives in Texas, where it's currently illegal. But I did read that a bill got passed that moved it a step closer to make medical marijuana legal. I think you had to have a very specific condition wrong with you 
like you had to have fucking Parkinson's, one of those really bad diseases. That's what, when you're allowed to smoke weed in Texas. Maybe Google that. Definitely look that up. I'm not going to right now. But point is that weed is illegal in Texas. And, but it just got a little bit easier, or it just got a little bit closer to making medical marijuana legal for a broader range of people. But I think the biggest reason holding some family members back, and just people in general, is that it's illegal. I'll smoke it. I'll try it out when it's legal. I think I heard my mom say that. I'll try it out when it's legal. I'll give it a go. And I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. But, uh, nah, don't, don't mean to put you on blast, Mom. I, what most people say that, by the way. Most people who don't smoke weed, they'll say, like, once it's legal, I'll do it. Nerd. Just do it, man. I bet so many of you were drinking underage, driving without a license. So many things. What, there's like just so many illegal things that are almost encouraged by society. Weed is kind of there. Weed is the one where family members don't encourage it. Well, like, like you, you hear a lot of, like we've all heard whenever you're at an underage party, which we all used to go to, like, and parents knew about it. They said, I don't care if you drink, just don't drive. That was the rule. Like, you can you can drink underage, just don't drive. Stay there, go to the friends, whoever's sober, let them drive, don't drive. Okay, deal. Deal. You're cool with this, getting drunk. I won't drive. Maybe I'll drive. Nah, just kidding, just kidding. But, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of tolerance with illegal things that society is pretty like a lot of us are kind of in agreement with it. Like you can do this thing. Just don't do this other thing that'll get you caught or killed. Cause I, I guess a lot of older people can more or less trust younger people with alcohol to an extent, you know, I think in France, children, are allowed to have wine with their parents. I think you need to have a guardian or something. I think in a lot of places you can you can drink, but you have to have a supervisor with you. Which that's fair. Children, we we don't know how to regulate. We don't understand regulation, like self regulation. A lot of grown ups don't even understand that. <laughs> but yes, Families of mine, family members, I call out to you. Let's get high. And I won't tell anybody except for the circle. It stays in the circle. How cool would that be? How how great of a bond would that make all of us, right? And it would be the one thing where I'm better at than you. I, I, I sometimes have a hard time communicating with my family. Not because I don't love them, because I love all of them. Very much so, obviously. But, you know, I'm kind of an oddball. I've, I've accepted it. 
you know, I'm the one who kind of, I just, I just kind of think about things differently. I was always just kind of weird. And they know that. I'm cool with I'm. I get it. I, you guys, I understand. I'm the oddball. You know I'm the oddball. We agree. I was the quiet one. I was the one who didn't really talk much. And it wasn't because... I think I mentioned this in past podcasts. It wasn't because I don't want to talk to them or anything like that, or I'm just not a talker. It's just that we don't talk about the same things, so it's hard. I don't know what to say to you. I don't watch sports. Pretty much everyone in my family watches sports, at least the guys. Um, and they're they're big on sports. I I like it sometimes. I just I don't know enough to. To contribute. I don't know how to bullshit my way in a sports conversation. Same with hunting. I wish I hunted more. I'm not against it or anything. I actually would prefer to eat meat exclusively through animals that I killed myself. I would much rather do it that way. But I don't. And I wish I did, but I don't. So I just don't know much about hunting or guns in general. I can't, I don't know what the, f- like, I'm not even going to make myself sound stupid by trying to, like, tell you what I don't know. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm more interested in, I listen to a lot of lectures on YouTube. I'm I'm interested in, like, ideas, I guess. No matter how wrong or offensive they might be, I just like discussing different thoughts, different perspectives on things. So that's kind of why I do podcasting is because it's an outlet for me to get an idea out. I I have a lot of thoughts in my head. And sometimes I can't get it out. And sometimes the best way to get a thought out is to just start talking about it, where words flow. And as words are flowing out, you somehow manage to get more words to flow out, and you learn how to articulate your points better. And you just have a better understanding of what it is you're thinking about. That happens. That's what, that. That's my deal a lot. So a podcast is a good way to get words out. And... Because a lot of times when I start doing a podcast, it's pretty slow and it gets gradually gets I get a flow going and I kind of feel that right now. But that's why it's hard for me to connect with my family members a lot. I was just always the awkward one. I put weird energy in the room and I, I get it. It's fine. They like me for it, though. I think that's my, my family loves me, too. I don't think they, they hate me or anything. Don't worry, guys. I know you love me. I know you had your concerns with me over the years. Understandable. Very religious. That's another thing. I have a pretty religious family. And I am not that. Which, you know, that can cause conflict. And it kind of did. Whenever I was new to the world of hedonism. Um, is that how you call it? 
when I was 15, no, 16, I declared myself an atheist. That's what I was. And, like, that's one thing. Whenever you're in a religious household, you become an atheist. That's that's automatic conflict. But with with me, and how I said before, like, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by thoughts and ideas. So you kind of run the risk of being vocal, too vocal sometimes. And with me and with Facebook, you know, those are two bad combinations whenever you have thoughts. Facebook is not a good – It's it can be good, but it can also be terrible. And with me, I was very militant in my atheism in high school because I was new to the idea. And whenever – I'll be honest. When I first decided that I was an atheist, which I'm not anymore. I consider myself agnostic throughout the years. But at the time, I was atheist. All these labels, you know. But uh, I'll admit, whenever I became an atheist, I was a little angry. I I felt more heated inside me. And a lot of that was because, you know, I went all these years thinking a certain way. And now, immediately, I just, I was praying every night for all these years. And then one night, just boom, no more praying. Whoa. I like it's a big change. So you're a little, you're just new to all these different ways of seeing things. So in my case, I was, I was just heated, and uh, that wasn't good, especially with Facebook, because you start saying things that you eventually regret. You know, you're just trying to push people's buttons. That's what I would do. I would just like, like through the internet, I'd flick them in the back of the ear. <laughs> Take that shit. Like, I say something that just gets them riled up, or just pisses them off, or just makes them not want to hear what I have to say. I was uh, very one-sided. I was like, I'm right, you're wrong, you're a fucking idiot. That's the problem with a lot of atheists, too, is, you know, they're very certain, which is like, the exact opposite of what you're trying to be. You don't want to be certain about anything. Uh, so, like, in a lot of ways, atheists become more or just as religious as fundamentalists, you know? They just become fundamentalist atheists. And you have disciples, like, or what's the word? Or you become a disciple of people like Richard Dawkins, and Sam Harris, like you worship these dudes. I hope I use disciple right, but anyway, yeah. So that's that's another big difference with me and my family is that I am not particularly religious, and I that does call for interesting conversations sometimes. You know, throughout the years, they've they've gotten used to my non-religiosity, and I've gotten used to being around them. When there's like, there used to be weird energy in the room where we all know that this, there's this elephant in this room and we're not talking about it. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're cool with it now for the most, at least, at least in person, they're not going to like call me, uh, 
uh, Satanists or whatever. I don't know what they think. I'm sure some of them think I'm going to hell. Like, believe it, you know, because they have to believe it. Because that's part of their belief system. And I'm... That's that's strange, you know? Whenever you have people believing you're going to hell. And you both love each other. But, yeah, sorry, you're going to hell. That's the... That's the the roll of the dice that you got, man. Or that's the cards you decided to play. It's okay, whatever. They know I'm a good person, though, for the most part. Sometimes I consider myself more Christian than actual Christians. I I still learn a lot in the book, but we're I'm I'm getting off track. Yeah, my family are different, or I'm different. My family's pretty normal. And I love them. I don't I don't say that enough to them because I don't talk. Or I you know whatever. But yeah, family, let's let's get high. This is how we'll connect. We'll all be sharing the same experience and we'll all have mutual enjoyment. And we'll all talk about it. Screw, screw weed. Let's do mushrooms. Yeah, that's how that's how you get connected with people. Weed kind of does. At least it used to. You know, when I was first smoking weed, I was, I was like Jesus, just walking around, just making buddies with everybody. Hey, how's it going? Pow, pow. I'm doing little finger guns. Bang, bang. But mushrooms. That's how you find God. Through through relationships and nature. Mushrooms is probably the most alien substance. That if you're religious, I would argue, if I was religious, I would argue that God put mushrooms here for us to do in groups. <laughs> there's There's good arguments out there if you're a believer that God put these here for a reason. And he put these here as like a as a fax machine so we can get a hold of them. So mushrooms, DMT, I don't know, acid is, I think the main component in acid is like rye and wheat. So in a way, that's pretty natural, right? But mushrooms, let's just stick to that for now. God put that here for us to get in touch with them. That's what I'd say if, you know, if I believe in that. Um, yeah. If, if any of my family members listen to this, let's, let's get everyone on board. Let's do it. Ooh, all my brothers, all my aunts and uncles, everybody, we're going to have a big old family drug party. Hosted by yours truly. I will I will make sure everyone has a good time. No kids though. You have to be ah, fuck. Sorry, I burnt my finger with the joint and the lighter. Have I been like I get a lot of shit uh when I'm smoking weed with my friends. Cause uh Oftentimes, I'll start talking, and I'll let the the weed go out. 
the joint. That I'm notorious for doing that. I'll just keep on talking. There's, there's always that one shithead in every pot smoking group where they just won't stop talking and then they let the blunt roll uh, go out. And everyone's like, God damn it. Just give me it. Just give me the blunt. You lose your blunt privileges. There should be rules for guys like that. If you let it go out, you lost a round. You, you lost a hit in the next come around. When it comes back to you, you can't hit it. You have to pass it along. Weed, people give in weed. Weed teaches you how to give. No one, no one's sitting in a, a beer circle sharing a beer. You know, you don't pass the Bud Light around. You don't pass, you kind of, uh, people will like pass a cigarette around, I think. But for the most part, you're passing weed around. Whether it's a joint or a bowl, you're just giving it to the next person. Take a hit. That's a very subtle way of giving, a very minor way, but I bet that sinks into our subconscious a bit. I think it does. When you, because I'm in like, I'll be in circles with people. Uh, some of them don't even smoke weed, and I'll, I always, I have such a force of habit of passing it where I just keep passing it to them and they keep giving it back. Like, shit, sorry, I forgot you don't smoke weed or you're not smoking weed. And uh, I never not get out of that habit. (laughs) It's crazy. So, yeah, there's a good argument for for weed. Teaches you how to give. Even on a small level, you're still giving in some form or another. And maybe it seeps into your subconscious to where you give more in other parts of your life. Maybe. I'm not a I'm not a researcher, obviously. I'm a pot smoker. That's what I am. Pot, like so many pot smokers, the the community of pot smokers is filled is filled with a smorgasbord of hypotheses. That's what that's the thing with pot smokers. We just have all these ideas and we some of them are pretty good, you know, we could test these hypotheses and make a theory out of it. That's one thing I want to address with people. Stop saying stop calling things a theory if you have an idea. You it what you mean to say is you have a hypothesis, okay? A theory is something that's been tested and has evidence to back up what the hypothesis is. So when you call evolution just a theory, uh, also know that gravity is just a theory. But, you know, you're you're not looking for ways to disprove gravity, obviously. But the theory of relativity... Theory of gravity by relativity, shit. And the theory of evolution by natural selection. Like, that is just a theory. But the fact that it's a theory means we tested it, we did research on it, and we found very strong evidence to suggest that, okay, all right, we're going we're gonna to 
adjust to life based off of this theory. We're going to make decisions based off of what we know in this field because it's just too strong. The evidence is just, there's plenty of it, you know? So whenever you have an idea, don't say you have a theory, you have, an, you have a hypothesis. I don't know, it's just a bugaboo of mine. But yeah, this is a this is a pretty good podcast. I that's pretty good. But yeah, I need to stop letting joints go up. And I need to I wish there's like some sort of auto joint. Whoa, dude. Million dollar idea. Boom, baby. Oh, here comes another a thing to add to the the smorgasbord of hypotheses from pot smokers. A joint that doesn't go out. If it senses that it's going out, it like this paper will burn up. How do I how shit, how can you make that happen? You get you'd have to put like some sort of like wire in the joint paper. I know there are some joint papers that come with a wire. That way when I think when you get to the end you can make a little roach clip out of it, which is very nifty. How do you make a smart wire where it senses not enough heat so it burns for you? We can, right? Something, we can make something out of that. You think? No. I don't know if that would ever work. Because you're dealing, you'd have to deal with, see, I don't even know how that would go. But it's a pretty idea, right? Self-lighting weed. Self-lighting joint paper. Yeah. Get on it, Elon Musk. You freaking pot-smoking hippie, right? Yeah. Elon got so much shit for smoking a joint on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I was like, Probably the second, probably not even, he said on the podcast that he smoked a little before, but you can tell just the way he hit it, he did not know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> it was kind of cute. Like, I thought it was cute. I It made me like Elon more, more because he was, because we all know that one person who says they do this one thing and then you see them do it and you're like, dude, you don't know what you're doing at all. What are you doing, man? Trying to be cool? That's what Elon was doing. He had like that very, that peer pressure mentality. Like, yeah, yeah, I do this, man. I, I've done it quite a few times. And then Joe hands him a joint. And he's like, <laughs> he inhales and exhales within a second. <laughs> it's just kind of cute. The fact, because it seemed to me that he was really just trying to be cool. He was trying to like, sort of look relatable. I bet he didn't expect all the backlash. Man, people blow things out of proportion. But, yeah, he just looked like a 15-year-old trying to fit in with the, the older kids. That's what Elon was doing. Good for him. He better come on again. Man, he... You think he's autistic? You think Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, they have to be on the spectrum. They just have to be. Elon was so awkward on that podcast. 
But also, the dude works a lot of times 80 hours a week. So you probably have no contact with anybody if you're just stuck in your, if you're doing formulas or something. So I bet you kind of forget how to communicate. But man, he just looks so strange on that podcast. He sounded like a robot. Like he sounded too serious. And that's how I sound. Whenever I'm nervous or anxious, I come off as too formal. I'm too serious. And in my head, I'm I'm attempting to be playful and nonchalant. But if I'm if I'm nervous enough, I will not know how I'm coming off to you until people like tell me you're pretty serious. Like you're pretty like people think I don't take a joke well sometimes because if it's in a weird setting and I'm uncomfortable and the joke is said and I'm like I'm trying I'm laughing like in my head I'm enjoying the joke but then it comes off as like I took it up the ass like, I'm sorry I I'm working on it all right I I don't want to look like I'm serious all the time it's just I don't do well with new people and I I need to get better at that. I need to socialize more. Yeah, one thing I could do is just talk to more strangers more frequently. That'll that's a good start. Doesn't matter what you're talking about, just go up and say hi. I might start doing that. Just because it's just I just hate the awkward the awkward process of getting to know somebody. It's just it's uncomfortable. And I I think it's becoming more common among people where, you know, a lot of people who are dating, you know, they're using Tinder more and Bumble and these online things where it just makes it more convenient and you don't have to go through the whole first time meeting each other thing where you, because you're already, you established, you made a conversation on Tinder, you got to know each other through there, you find out where you're at and stuff like that. So you're, you, it eliminates that that first process of getting to know somebody, which is going up to them and meeting them. And honestly, that's probably always the hardest step is that first one. So with Tinder, it pretty much eliminates that step. So uh, of course, people are going to use it more often, and that's what we're seeing. But also, apparently kids my age are having less sex and I'm sure there's some factor to that I don't know if it's because we're on our phones more well probably you know like we're just we're not doing as much because we're just kind of settled in our our bed just chilling on our phones our world is in fucking our, our phones but also you know uh, I've been reading that a lot of kids my age are having less sex and less children, like less teen pregnancies, which is a pretty good thing. But when you find out why that is, then it becomes less so because more kids my age are getting erectile dysfunction, more guys, because we watch more porn. And when you watch porn, um, when you watch excessive amounts of porn, you're you're giving yourself the illusion that you're inseminating this village of beautiful women. So whenever you have the opportunity to 
have sex with a real woman, you know, she's normal. She's not this beautiful goddess with perfect skin and big voluptuous tits. She's just your average person, which is perfectly fine until you watch porn. And then your brain is telling you, hey, we're on a different level here, man. We're, we should be fucking uh, hydrophenus or some sort of Greek god, goddess. So what are we doing working with this normal person? Like, we're, we're better than this. So, watch less porn, then that'll happen less. You know, your brain doesn't really know the difference between jerking off to something you see on the internet and having sex with an actual human being. You're, you're, you're conditioning your, your penis to ejaculate to a very specific image, you know. So that's a big factor to why kids my age are having less sex. It's, a, it's an epidemic. Things are too convenient these days. You know, I talked about the Internet in a few previous podcasts. I went pretty deep into it, how I felt about it. How sometimes convenience isn't necessarily a good thing because it everything's convenient. Like, I made the argument that the internet encourages our worst impulses because it's just too convenient to say something. Say, like, you know how when you're angry, you just have this heat-of-the-moment thought about something. And in an hour or two, you're not going to think that way. You'll be settled down like, okay, I was being irrational. But when you're on Facebook and you're in that heat-of-the-moment, boom, it's there it goes, typing away. And it doesn't matter if you don't feel that two hours from now because everyone believes it already. Everyone sees you as like, oh, you felt this way. Damn, you need to chill out, bro. So, yeah, sometimes convenience isn't that good. We just need to learn how to moderate this thing. It's, it's, a, it's a strange being the internet is, you know. I can get in that, into that some other time, but this is a this is probably a good stopping point. I don't I don't know if I mentioned that in the last podcast, but I actually edit my stuff now because sometimes I'll be I'll be having a pretty good conversation with myself for 20 minutes and then out of nowhere I just start slumping. And it just podcast just takes a low dive, goes down a steep hill, and it just becomes boring and weird and repetitive. And um, I say something inappropriate, and I shouldn't. So instead of re-recording after talking for twenty minutes, I just I keep talking and. If I if I'm uncomfortable with something in the podcast, I'll just take it out. It's that easy. It adds a few more minutes to my my podcast posting process, but it's worth it, and I don't lose a good piece of podcast, you know. Because I try, I've I've attempted to like re-talk about what it whenever I tried doing it again but it just comes off as less less authentic. 
because I'm already prepared of what I'm going to talk about. So I don't I don't want to give you that feeling of inauthenticity. Inauthenticity. I just want it to flow. That's what I enjoy. I just want my words to flow naturally. I just want it to come up in my head 0.2 seconds before I say it instead of already being prepared of what I'm going to say. I can have a general idea of what to talk about, sure, but I don't want to re-repeat sentences. I don't want to do that. I tried that, and it, it feels weird for me. And if it feels weird for me, I'm just I'm not going to do it. So there you go. But I I think I'm only going to eliminate five minutes uh, from the beginning. So 30, 37 minutes, that's about what I have. My thing says 42 minutes, but if I take off five, 37. So, yeah, that's a good, good lengthy podcast. Very, very good, John. You did well. My last few podcasts have been very uh, short. I had 20 minutes, 18 minutes, things like that. I like a, I like a good long podcast. Some people enjoy it. Some people are reaching out to me, telling me they, they like the podcast. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you that you enjoy it. I don't know why, but thank you. I'm not gonna, I'm, I don't, I'm never gonna be that guy who's like, ah, I'm not that good, or ah, like I downplay it. I just, I just say thank you. If you, if you give me a compliment, I'm gonna say thank you. I, I'm not gonna egg you on to keep saying good things by putting myself down. Like, oh, whatever, it's, it's stupid. I just say thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah, my my podcast got 200 downloads recently, which is great. That's awesome. It it means I'm averaging maybe uh 15, 12, maybe 12 plays per episode right now. Which obviously I would love it to be bigger, but I'm I'm happy with that. I got 12 people listening in, or one person listening 12 times. Either way, um, I'm having fun. I'm I'm learning how to market, too, throughout these months. I've been reading a lot of books on marketing and uh, a lot of online business stuff, just because it's a an interesting, uh, what's that word? Endeavor, but uh, so yeah, I I'm, I'm learning how to uh, get more people to see my podcast. It's nice. I like it. People are reaching out, and I like that. But yeah, this is a good stop point. I was hoping I'd get forty minutes in, just because it's it just it it looks longer. For some reason, 40 minutes looks two times longer than 30 minutes when you see it. I don't know why, but it just kind of, for me, it does at least. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I think it's, yeah, been 40 minutes. All right, yeah, we're good. Awesome, guys. See you around. Family members, I'm going to reach out to you at some point. We're going to do mushrooms, Okay. No backing down. But really, really, let's do it. Ah, 
shit. How did I get that on board? Ah, uh, whatever. We'll see what happens. Okay, guys. Later.